Cup weaving through traffic. Cooper Cup all the way into Panther territory. Down to the 40-yard line and a first down. Stafford, Robinson, jump ball, touchdown! Looking back to the left, there's Robinson all alone at the 25-yard line, and Robinson with a little space inside the 20. Here's Skoranek on the sweep. Skoranek will take it in, hopping in for the touchdown! Backfield, and Jalen Ramsey says, I'm ready for you! Drops him like a bad habit! Henderson tries the right side, powering towards the goal line, in for the touchdown! Looking for the end zone, deflected as it intercepted! It went through the hands of Jones, diving to make- Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams Podcast. I am your host, Ashton with my awesome co-host Zach back from Disney. How are you doing, Zach? How was the vacation? I would say that I'm well and rested, but you just mentioned that I went to Disney. But um, I had a great time. Uh, I do feel rejuvenated uh, coming back. Got a Rams win. I'm ready to talk football. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a good bounce back game for the Rams against the uh, battered up Panthers. Let's be honest, going into this game, the Panthers had their uh, head coach fired, who was uh, not very good in uh, coming into the game, missing uh, their top cornerback and J.C. Horn. Uh, They ended up losing their second uh, cornerback, I would say halfway through the second, Zach. Uh, somewhere around there. But either way, this uh, Panthers team was in a desperate need of a win almost as much as us uh, after getting their head coach fired. And, don't forget uh, uh, don't forget them uh, basically firing their wide receiver in the second half. Yes, that also doesn't help. Uh, firing your top wide receiver, second to top. Uh, Moore is also pretty good up there. Uh, so let's go ahead and kind of break down the general uh, uh, scoring in this game. Uh, the Panthers start off uh, going 50 yards, getting a field goal, pretty solid stop by the defense. Um, it just it felt like the start off this game generally looked better from the offense, but it was still very sporadic, especially in the first half. Um, The Rams would end up having a pretty quick or pretty solid drive of seven minutes, ending in an Allen Robinson touchdown, pretty good fade. Uh, Stafford really likes that. That is kind of what we wanted Robinson to be, a red zone threat, be able to catch a few passes, be kind of like a mid-level threat. And I thought this was the first game that he kind of showed that, uh, Zach. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, this is this is the game we all wanted to see him do, like, week one, week two. Um, it's kind of taken him six weeks to, to get to this point. Um, but... Uh, you know, over the last several weeks, you know, we've, we've seen this, this fade touchdown, um, a couple of times. Um, and it's just, it's been just too much out of, uh, a Rob's hand. So, uh, glad to see that he's finally, you know, I put on Twitter, like he's finally alive. He's there, he's on the team. And, um, I'm hoping, um, moving forward, he's going to be utilized, uh, more efficiently. 
Yeah, I just hope it doesn't require each team to be missing its top two cornerbacks. That's true, but I think, you know, just kind of like, um, I feel like last year, like, you know, Van Jefferson was always wide receiver three, but like, he, like, I feel like when he got that deep ball in the opening game of the Chicago game, like, that was when Van Jefferson solidified his spot as wide receiver three. Even when Woods went down and OBJ came in, like, he was still, he's still wide receiver three. He was still a valuable person on that team. Um, but it's, it's just that chemistry. And I think that chemistry is finally coming there. Stafford is looking a little bit more towards that direction. Yes, there were still, what we can get to it later, there were still some times where he missed him completely open and could have got more, uh, kind of got him a couple more touchdowns down the line. But um, it was just a really good job of getting him in the mix finally. One or two passes um, wasn't going to cut it for him. He needed to get, you know, those five, six catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rams would uh, end up going on to causing a three and out for the Panthers. Uh, the Rams, after the Panthers punt, the Rams end up having a pretty good drive of, uh, <laughs> I I want to say we had like five or six plays. We got down to, what was it, Zach, like the 15-yard line or 20-yard line, and then Stafford throws a pick six to a pretty – I, I will say the linebacker made a good play but our play calling up to that point in the game was a little repetitive, especially with the screens. Um, now, it was kind of needed. The Panthers' pass rush the past three games have been, has been really solid in producing pressures. And with this O-line, McVay was being decently good with trying to stretch out the defense horizontally. And uh, he was doing a lot of screens, and when you do that, you risk if a linebacker can read it well, just picking you completely off. And they did. Uh, got six points off of it. Uh, it was kind of painful to be losing at half 10-7 to 7 to a team that was terrible, um, partially because our offense can do more than 10, 10 or 7 points at that point. Yeah, I mean, the offense, I mean, other than, you know, that touchdown pass, I mean, um, the offense just still, it just looked like we were repeating ourselves in that first half, that we were just going down the same road we have been over weeks and weeks and weeks where our, our defense is playing pretty much lights out and gets gets themselves off the field and then the offense comes back and then they just, they just couldn't do a whole lot with it. Um, you know, yeah, so we, so that that's just where I'm at. Like, it's, it's it's really nice, but it, it took us until um, you know partway through the second quarter before we got that touchdown. So I don't know. It, it's just I'm we can talk about the second half, but the first half just really felt like we were still stuck um, in the same weeks of the offense just not doing anything productive. Yeah, uh... the penalties didn't help. We had some penalties caught on us um, that that really didn't help. Um, anyone's cause in in the offense, but but still, you got to be able to to get the passes. Yeah. Uh. So the offense in the first half, uh, was a five play five yard punt, then three plays nine yards punt. Uh, we had that nice thirteen play seventy three yard touchdown drive. 
interception touchdown the next drive and then punt. So three punts, a pick six, and one touchdown. That is not good. <laughs> that is not great uh, play, especially considering um, the offense only really gave up, I think, like uh, a total of 90 yards in the first half to the Panthers. Uh, most of that coming on their first drive. Uh, the second half starts, Rams go three and out. The Panthers then go three and out. Um, we end up going 12 plays, 87 yards. That's the drive that we should have scored touchdown or at least gotten another set of downs whenever they, uh, what, had a face mask on Allen <laughs> Robinson. Yeah, so. that was that was a terrible face mask. And I think someone on Twitter commented and was like, you know, oh, that was a makeup for roughing the passer. The one thing that I want to point out is that if we're calling these makeup because the ref screwed up, that's giving way too much power to these refs. They need to not, call. Not to mention, they also ignored a worse hit on Stafford later in the game as your makeup. So, like. True. I just, you're, we're giving the refs too much credit. You call the calls that you see. If you screw up, you take it. But if you, if there is something blatant like that, that needs to be called. And it's, it's just, it's just, it drives me nuts. Yes. You can always pick up the flag if you know, there's a discussion and there, there was nothing, but and roughing the passer has been very tick, tick tacky right now. I, I completely agree. Did I think the first one was a passing, but no, but don't waste a blatant face call because if, if that's what the refs are thinking, I don't know. But, you know, I just wanted to say that because based on some of the interaction I had on Twitter, I was like, no, I don't care. You call that no matter what. I don't, don't make the refs have more power than they should. This is a game about the players. They're just there to make sure that the rules are being followed. If they screw up something two plays before that, that's not the player's fault. That's their fault. They don't the, – the team – should not get criticized for something that the refs did. The refs aren't playing the game. Uh That's my little rant for today. Yeah. So we get a field goal off of that. Uh, Panthers come back out, uh, three and out again. Uh, Rams have a five-play, 80-yard touchdown uh, drive. Uh, That was the Skoronic kind of run. A really good play by him. I... You know, and, and we talked about it in the second half of last season. When people were attacking Skoranek, we were always saying on this podcast, he is not a bad player. He constantly got open. He just had issues catching. It wasn't necessarily a 2-2 issue or, you know what I mean, like some of the other uh, lower-end wide receivers on the depth chart. He was, you could see the talent. He just hadn't put it all together, especially as a sixth round or seventh round rookie. Uh, I think he's putting it together. He looks like a legitimate weapon now, uh, especially being able to catch these balls, make plays, getting that his first touchdown. And I don't think that's going to be his last of the season. I, I agree. I mean, Skronik is a, you know, I, I, Probably was a little bullish on him uh, to begin with, but he's such a versatile player, just like Cup is. I mean, not in the same way Cup is, obviously, because you know he's the uh, you know he's probably the greatest receiver out there. But it's the versatility that he has, where he is he's going to put himself out there to block. He's a great blocker. Um, 
and you know he can get open when you know cups being double coverage you know usually Skronik's out there uh you know taking that role of wide receiver three so um you know he's the only person on that team right now you know i don't think tutu is that block pass you know help um that that they need and Skronik is able to be the fullback position he's able to be the wide receiver position he's a good blocker um obviously he got this rushing touchdown so uh, very happy. Uh, he, he's filling in for Woods. Honestly, he's taken over that kind of role. Yeah, and that's what they needed. That's what a Rob should have been. Um, and you know, now that I mean, obviously, they're making some changes, and hopefully, we're finally getting to a better spot with with our wide receiver. Trio. Well, I think getting Fan Jefferson is going to help. Uh, it should help out Allen Robinson a lot. He's going to see way more single coverage. Uh, than even he has been now because we haven't had that third threat. Uh, it, it would be nice when we give Van Jefferson that Skoranek keeps on producing and then we kind of have a one-two punch with those two uh, as options. So uh, we get a touchdown from Skoranek. Panthers come, another three and out. Uh, Rams have a very nice 10-play, 61-yard touchdown drive ended with a Henderson just run up the gut a really solid play by Henderson the whole game uh Panthers punt after four plays the Rams go three and out then basically near garbage time the Panthers have a decently successful drive ending in an interception after uh, PJ Walker got hurt I believe uh and then the Rams just uh kneeled it so Zach What's what's your initial uh, reaction to this game as general, uh, given that we're going into the bye, our offensive line has been beat to hell, we lost Joe Noteboom in this game. It's just, man, it's been a little bit of a mess. 3-3 three and three is a mess. Uh, I I believe, didn't you expect us to be 4-2? at the bye. I think we both had uh, ourselves at four and two. So I think the 49ers game was totally winnable and we kind of shot ourselves on the foot. Um, so it's one of those things where we're not too far off, but it's not ideal. I mean, I, th- I, I truly believe that every one of these games could have been winnable. Um, our defense, other than maybe the, the Buffalo game, our defense has played, extremely well um you know this carolina team is not a great team as you mentioned you know mccaffrey is probably the only player left really on that team that's um you know there's a couple people i think on defense that are probably worth some money but um burns yeah burns yeah so you know there's they they have a couple players but but realistically that that whole team is just it's they're a rebuilding team they're they're yeah and so this offense needed this win. They needed this win to going into this bye, just like they needed the win uh, when uh, last year in Jacksonville, um, when they were in you know the terrible November no win situation. They need to get everybody healthy or get as many people as possible healthy, which I know we'll talk about. Um, but I think this is this is a confidence boost. It's a confidence boost to the offense. It's a confidence boom to the defense that their offense can help them win a game. Um, it's a confidence boost to this 
tra- this uh, this um, O line that's been through hell and back. Um, and so I I think I like I said I think this was just the game that was a must win, not just because it would have dropped us to two and four if we didn't. Um, and it's really hard to climb your way out of that, but. I think it was just a overall confidence boost to this team that desperately needed to find some success. And, you know, I, I think that's what this, what that was brought to this. Did uh, Larry Jackson start this game at guard? I think he did. Right. And then he moved the, um, he moved the left tackle after, uh, no, he did not. I do not have him listed as a starter. Yeah, but he he played oh, all the snaps. Alark Jackson, yes, right guard was a starter. Yes, you're right. I was looking at my wrong notes. Yeah, yeah, I was like, because he, he is a tackle, and I think he moved in the left tackle spot whenever. Uh, uh, whenever. No, no. Yeah, which, no which, uh, from from what I was doing a little bit of research, that um, Alark Jackson was initially left tackle or was a tackle position, so it was um, more of a comfortable fit for him. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, honestly, he looked as good, if not better, than Nopum. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 still obviously bullish of the O line, but they did enough in the second half, especially um to to help give Stafford some time uh to to get the balls out and they they weren't always just have to quick throw quick throw quick throw um they did do a lot of clever things McVay had a really did a really good job of um putting in some sneaky plays which I feel like that's what we've also been missing is some of the more creative plays were kind of been more of the you know the short screens and just trying to trying to do these things over and over again and really McVeigh's really good at creating these creative design plays where he has more options and you know we can do a little bit of trickery and hide uh things uh here and there yeah um for the snap count notable ones being uh Robinson is up to 86 percent Higby was it I, I feel like Higby was kind of hurt in this game. He only got 80% of snaps. Uh, Henderson in was Henderson was in for 70%. Skoranek for 70%. Brandon Powell, BP looked really close to breaking something. Like, didn't uh, you have that feeling that if he just got a few more touches, he was going to break something really big? I mean, he was so close to at least two different times scoring. Um, yeah. Two different times, and you know when he, you know he had to step out because I, I think he like he fell on top of the ball and it just kind of knocked the wind out of him. Um, but uh, just two times he was so close of just breaking loose, and I, I just I feel like he has something coming. The and again, you know we can we can talk about this talk about this more in a different segment, but the I think the problem we're gonna have is we're gonna have too many receivers here in a couple weeks. And someone's going to be the odd man out. I mean, there's, I don't really see us doing it where we're going to have, we have Cooper Cup, we have Allen Robinson, we'll have Van Jefferson back, we have Skoranek, and then you also throw in uh, Tutu and Powell. Like, 
something is going to have somebody's going to be left out and well I'm i mean not, we can talk, yeah i don't i don't know who's going to be the lone man i mean I, obviously i think tutu probably will be but i don't know um yeah we can talk about that more specifically uh talking about offense let's just kind of go into the offensive highlights uh, so the offense kind of worked, uh, at least in the second half. Uh, A-Rob got another touchdown. Good to see. Uh, Skoranek got his first touchdown of his career. Really good for him. He's gone very close. Uh, dropped the one in the 49ers game last year that should have put them away. Sad face. Uh, but, you know, he got one this game. He's looking a lot better. And Henderson got another touchdown. Uh, Henderson definitely looked like the better back. Uh, we will go into why Akers wasn't later in the pod. Uh, awkward pause. And then the O-line losing another lineman, having another lineup. Uh, sucks. Continuity makes it very hard to play the offensive line, uh, as uh, our great pal always says, our awesome guest host, Ramzilla, uh, who used to be O-line. Like, communication is a big part of playing the position. you got to be able to communicate, and changing guys constantly makes that harder. Uh, so our O-line going into after the bye uh, will be... Alert Jackson at left tackle, Bobby Evans at left guard, uh, uh, Brian Allen uh, center. We're getting him back. Uh, Abushi at right guard, and then Havenstein at left tackle. Zach, uh, how how are you feeling about that line? <laughs> uh, it's it's just a it's another it's just a whole another set. So we're just you know continuity is is key, and you know. I'm really glad that we're bringing Brian Allen back. I, you know, I think he's, he's a great center. Um, you know, obviously I think Colony has done an admiral job at that spot. Uh, all things considered. Um, but. Uh, Do you, you know, think Abushi or Colony is going to get the good? Cause for some reason they just feel insistent on putting us through Bobby Evans more. Like I would prefer if at left guard, it was, uh, whoever prefers Ibushi or uh, uh, Ibushi or Cologne, like I think both are like average or sorry, slightly below average. Where I think Bobby Evans is just last; he should be last resort. Honestly, I think, I think you know with Brian Allen coming back, um, and we still don't have. Um, Coleman Shelton. I think I think that Colony is still going to be. I think he's not going to play unless something happens to Brian Allen. Um, that's just. I think that's just the way it's going to go. Um, even though I, like I said, I think he's done an admiral admiral job in that spot. Um, you know, I haven't really seen too many problems with him specifically. So, um, so yeah. So I again, I, it's this O line that I'm just super bullish about. We just. We don't have a healthy. We're on to our, you know, our seventh week of different starting uh, offensive linemen. So um, I'm hopeful that you know, just having uh, Brian Allen back um, can bring a little bit more comfort to Stafford, and maybe he can, um, you know, he he just has he feels more comfortable with him under center. So we, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, the the big thing is if we have our center and both edges fine, then it's just about making sure the guard spots, one of them has to be fine. Like, I think we can deal with one position on the O-line being terrible. We can't deal with two. Uh, that's when stuff really starts to break down, um, especially because the center can't cover everywhere. Uh Let's kind of move on. Talk about Ronnie Rivers making his three-snap debut. I thought he looked great, Zach. The one carry they gave him. Um, for the life of me, I don't know why they gave, um, no offense, your boy Malcolm Brown more snaps than Rivers. Uh, he looked good, the one snap he got. I, I, why they didn't give it back to him right after he had that monster run, I have no idea. Yeah, uh... You know, I'm a big Malcolm Brown fan, but, you know, I think obviously I think the, the reason why was because he was the more veteran of the of the of them, too. Um, and so I think they were just hopeful that, you know, maybe Malcolm had a breakthrough. But when that obviously was not working, um, why not try to give it to Ronnie Rivers and try to get him through? And um, which I think also brings confusion to a defense when, you know, you're you're throwing out your your. At this point, I mean, even if you have Akers technically still on the roster, I mean, this is now your fourth string uh, running back. Um, and so, you know, I don't think they were really probably expecting it, but he he did break through for his 14-yard gain. So um, very pleased I just, by. I just typically think this is – if I was a coach, I, I would always tell someone – if you get 10-plus yards, I'm giving you a rock again, and I will keep on giving you it if you keep on getting those 10-yard chunks because that means you're going to win the game if you do that. Now, that won't always consistently happen, but, uh, yeah, uh, it was a good run. We'll see more, and maybe uh, he's, it's just a flash and pan, or maybe he's a diamond and rough. Uh, undrafted gets a chance to really perform. Kind of depends what we do at the trade deadline, which we will talk about in a few minutes uh let's kind of move on to the defense uh like you said zach really can't complain about defense they held the panthers three points uh the offense gave up more points than defense pretty simple to say they were balling out Jalen ramsey was running everywhere uh we really didn't get a lot of sacks or turnovers but we did solid in three and outs and forcing punts and that's all you can ask for. Again, like me and you said, you shouldn't be demanding this defense gets uh, points. Really, yeah. that's unfair to ask. Some some just more interesting notes. Um, one thing that I, I noticed, uh, so uh, Ashawn Robinson, he had five tackles in the first quarter against the Panthers, um, which uh, apparently makes that has uh, he has the most tackles that he's ever had in the first quarter in the game. Um, only finished with six, so really he really starred um, in the first quarter. But uh, I think a really solid play. But what do you think about? Um, I, I was seeing it today, and I didn't really notice it until I was like actually going back and reviewing that uh, Greg Gaines wasn't really didn't really play all that much this this game. Any thoughts on um, that? Um, it, it's probably just a snap count. He probably has a minor injury that they don't feel like can ask questions. That's typically what they do with players like that. If if he's not playing and they're not announcing injury, it's probably just a minor one that yeah. they want to nurse. And against a team like the Panthers, 
Um, I can see why they really didn't feel pressed to put him out there. If it well, was the Bills, then yeah, I mean, especially since your your defense has already been playing lights out. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Um, Ramsey gets a second sack and Nick Scott gets a pick again. Um, Nick Scott looks solid. Uh, I don't think our safety plays anything to write home about it. I think that's a weak, weaker part of the defense. Uh, they were fine this game. They didn't get, uh, blown up at all. A pretty solid outing. They didn't really try to throw it either. So kind of made it easy on the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Uh, not much to say. They were good. You know, they were great. You know, Ramsey got his, you know, second sack uh, of his career back in his career back-to-back weeks. Um, so I'm really liking what I see that um, that we're doing on the defense of, you know, if if of getting him more mixed in. I know you've, you've not been a fan of him being in, the, in the, the star position and moving him around when he probably should more or less follow the key uh, player, but uh, just seeing that his his versatility and that he he can make those. Ca- I mean, he. I mean, not only did he have that sack, but man, did he destroy uh, Christian McCaffrey um, on that yeah, one play? Don't get me wrong. I just think it has to be it. It has to be a certain game that calls for it. I think against a team like this, yeah, it's perfectly fine because they're not throwing past 20 yards mm-hmm. and they don't really have a all-star wide receiver. They don't have a deep wide receiver core. You don't have to worry about mid the long range shots. Yeah, put them in the star for this type of game. My issue is against someone like the Bills when you have literally uh, Josh Allen just able to throw deep bombs constantly in wide receivers burning or rookie cornerbacks. Like, I think that's silly to have him rushing Josh Allen. That's, I, I just don't like it personally, but uh, it worked out in this game um, and good on Ramsey for getting that sack and uh, sacking or getting a second one. So, Zach, normally we would predict or kind of break down the next week. We will be pushing that to next week since it's our bye week, and we'll talk about the state of the team uh, right now and kind of like give our feelings going into the bye week, how the team is. We've kind of already done that a little bit. Uh, But Joe Noteboom is out for the rest of the season. Again, a lot of turmoil on that offensive line. Hopefully it can start to stabilize, and I think that will help out a lot. Uh, McVay does announce that Brian Allen, Van Jefferson, Troy Hill, Kobe Durant, and Bobby Brown are coming back. I think that has the potential, Zach, of making our defense very lethal. Because not only will we have the same players right now balling out, we're going to have a lot more ability to cycle in players. Um, I do hope they keep on giving the rookies some chances. Uh, especially DK. I think he's done really solid. Uh, and hopefully Bobby Brown can get in the rotation. I think pass rush needs a little bit help and a little bit more oomph to it. Uh, that's a weaker part of our team right now. Uh, but, Zach, uh, any kind of reactions to uh, these big players coming back? Uh, I mean, other than uh, what we've kind of been talking about, I mean, Getting Brian Allen back, again, that brings more continuity back to the offensive line. 
Um, obviously, the center is super important, especially to the quarterback on communication um, and communicating from the quarterback to the O-line and, and, and vice versa. Um, and then, you know, and I'm, I don't want to talk about the offense because, again, I think you've mentioned the defense and the defense is solid and getting these guys back will only make them better. But um, bringing back Van Jefferson, I think he, he's going to be our – uh, distance threat. I think Matt, Matthew Stafford has really missed being able to sling the ball uh, 20 plus yards. And I think Van Jefferson will finally bring us back to um, having a deep threat. And so the, the, the defense of these opposing players are going to have to take that in consideration and not always, uh, you know, cover the short play and cover Cooper Cup. And, and do, you, uh, do you think that's because he doesn't trust Tutu fully? Like on knowing like he because he's reading the coverage and he looks and like, do you think for Tutu, he more has to see him clearly wide open versus like Jefferson, where he can trust that Jefferson will get that cut and be open and be able to kind of predetermine the throw. Deep um, it's, it's possible. I would have to like um, go back and look at their like their statistics i think van jefferson is just a bigger longer dude better frame, uh, better frame than tutu not saying tutu isn't a great player he's a really fast runner and things like that but if you if you are a little bit taller have a little bit more longer longer arm span you're able to get out in front of the ball um even if your legs haven't really caught up to yet so i I really like I really like Van Jefferson and I and I and I like his play and I like I said I think he could be the deeper threat. And let's just remember, you know, he had the he had this continuity with Stafford. I mean, even though yes, last year was the Cooper Cup uh Matthew Stafford uh show, he still had that continuity. He went through, you know, all of uh, all of last year's training camp and um all all of the prerequisites before the season plus the entire season. With Tutu, I don't think he's had as many reps. I mean, especially when they were conditioning Stafford's, um, you know, his his elbow issue. Like, he didn't throw to the wide receivers, which I think is also some of the problem we have with A-Rob is he doesn't have that that uh, continuity and that connection because he didn't have as many reps in. Um, and so I think we're finally starting to see that come to fruition um, now. So I think, like I said, bringing Van Jefferson back will just be another comfortable blanket for Stafford. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about comfortable blankets, uh, let's make it a little bit uncomfortable with talking about uh, what's going on with Cam Akers. Zach, can you uh, tell me what's happening? Because we wanted to do kind of like a – we were going to do a podcast on it, but it was really confusing. They were sending out mixed messages. Uh, what's going on with him? Yeah, this is this is an interesting – topic because you know i so he was called that he wasn't at practice for a couple of days last week um mcveigh said it was because of personal reasons that was what it was noted on the injury report that he was out for personal reasons um and then mcveigh has this conference saying that he's going to be out um and that they are looking into this situation and at this point, I mean, we're all thinking like he's done in LA. He's not going to be playing anymore, and he and that's probably what's going to happen. And you know, people are trying to point the fingers. Is it is it 
Akers wanting the trade? Is it the Rams wanting the trade? And, you know, maybe it's Akers wanting the trade, but like, I, to me, it's, it's felt like this Rams organization has tried. It is its best to give Akers the opportunity to be who he was prior to his injury uh, last year. And it's just not working. He's had a couple explosive plays, but really his yards average haven't been better, or if they have, not much better than Henderson's. And Henderson has been a much better, and I don't, and I hate saying team player, but uh, but more versatile in the pass protection. More um, well-rounded. More well-rounded than, than Akers. And it just seemed like every time Akers had the ball, other than the few times, he always went backwards and never went forwards. And at least with Henderson, whether you knew he wasn't going to get, like he was at least going to get a yard, um, whether that's good enough or not, that's not the debate, but the debate is it always seemed like Henderson had the edge just based on the, like being more well-rounded than Akers. Yeah. I mean, outside of the Arizona game last year, he just hasn't shown much. Uh, and that's the reality of it. And, you know, he, I don't know that you don't know what to trust with these reports, whether he was unhappy with the snap share or not. Ultimately it's looking like the Rams are going to try to trade him. Uh, they did come out and say that, uh, you know, if something doesn't come up then they're more than willing to try to work it out with him, basically saying like, you can't offer us like, we're not going to cut him. You can't just offer a seven-round pick and expect us to give you Acres a second-round pick from a year ago for free, right? Like, they're they're raising the value right there and saying, we'll just keep him if you guys aren't going to give us something that's a real offer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we get for him, and I'll kind of pivot that into our next topic of conversation uh, where we could use them as a chip to trade for other player uh, for other positions or the same position. Um, Zach, uh, who are you kind of looking at on the trade block as someone that you think the Rams could use uh, a push and like a helpful uh, emergence out of the buy? Who, who do you think could get, give the offense that spark? I, I would assume we both agree the offense probably needs a trade more than defense right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see the defense really needing anything um, special. Um, yeah, it's definitely that. It's definitely the offense. And I, you know, people have been talking about McCaffrey, and I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's plausible, and I don't think that's in the Rams' future at all. He's he's worth way too much. Um, and the Rams just they don't have anything. They don't have a first round pick for twenty twenty three. Um, and I don't think they really have the capital to take on the contract without giving up multiple round picks. So I um, think McCaffrey said that, or the Panthers said they would eat his, uh, like eat his money depending on the team. So I think depending on the team, but I think that, I think they are being, for that, they are going to want one plus picks, first round pick plus another something else. Um, I mean, I, all these people saying it's unrealistic. I don't. So I will say this. I think we could potentially get him offering our second 
acres in our first next year. Now, whether it's worth those things or not is it can be someone's opinion. But I'm saying I think it's it's realistic to say we could probably get him. But like, is he worth that? Yeah, I I don't disagree. Um, other than that, you know, I think we do need to work on the offensive line a bit. The problem, I just, you know, the problem with that is, you know, bringing in someone like last year, bringing in someone like OBJ, bringing something, somebody like uh, Von Miller, those positions that they were brought in to do is more or less a solo position. Um, you know, they don't really have to work. They do and they don't have to work with the team. When you bring in an offensive lineman, that offensive line those those five guys are the they are that line and they are they are pretty much as one to protect the quarterback and if they are not as one that's when you see the sacks that's when you see the the forced throws that's when you see all this and um i still think you know you try to bring an offensive lineman i think it would be beneficial especially if it's you know a, a really good one but I don't know how that's going to work well as far as the chemistry of how important. Uh, yeah, but ultimately it's worth it because if you're bringing in a seven and they're going to play like a five for a few weeks, I'll take that over Bobby Evans, which I see as a one yeah. or a two, right? I don't like, disagree with that. Like to me, I, I think that move is we're so down our depth chart right now. We just need it for the depth too. Uh, losing sure. uh, no boom so i uh, apparently isaiah Wynn is out there left tackle for the patriots i think that would be great uh i understand that uh, uh jackson moved to left tackle and he played great but he also played solid at guard and if we got Wynn, put him at left tackle and put jackson at left guard or if Win could play left guard like he would be instantly an upgrade over Bobby Evans. I think he would be average if not to above average on the line. Um, it, you would go through growing pains, yes, but it, we need depth. Like we we kind of don't have a choice losing no boom for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, some other uh, kind of options out there is a. Uh, Patterson, uh, he is hurt. I think he's hurt for a few weeks. Uh, he potentially could be got for a few picks, probably second rounders, I'm guessing. Uh, he would add a spice to the offense. I, I think adding a good running back could really make this offense dynamic and relieve some of the pressure off of the O-line, especially with our uh, kind of zone running scheme and running on the outside zones. I know we want to be a power team, and we've tried to dabble in that in the last two years, power running. Uh, we just don't have the line to do that this year. We could do that last year uh, with the line having no boom as a secondary option. It was really good. Can't do that this year. So uh, uh, potentially again, Patterson or McCaffrey could really help out with that. I think, honestly, Zach, I think McCaffrey would be worth it. Uh, I'm at, it. Honestly, I'm not expecting much in the next two or three years of the draft because we're going to be complete trash anyways after the collapse. Uh, hopefully not, but you know, uh, you got to rebuild sometime. Uh, and McCaffrey would help us win now. 
and he is so dynamic. You saw what he did on that trash Carolina team. He was mm-hmm. literally the offense. And if you can put pressure off a of cup and give McCaffrey the ball, and Cup will give pressure off of McCaffrey. Imagine a backfield where you have Cup on one side of Stafford, McCaffrey on the other side of Stafford, and they're both running out of the backfield. How do you cover that? Yeah, I you, mean, it, it would be it'd be great. I mean, I, like I said, I, I would love it. Whether it's feasible, I'm unclear if that's actually – I don't know if yeah. it's actually feasible. I know people are yelling that he's made of glass. I get that. But honestly, I don't care. The, our entire offense right now is made of glass. Might as well add someone else who is also. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's like uh, you when you're 3-3 three and three and we could have been 2-4, and four, uh, honestly, it, this team, it, it needs something to spark the offense to be better than it has been. So, uh, there's also Roquan Smith is on the trade block, or sorry, Robert Quinn, and then Roquan Smith are both on trade block. I don't think we, I would like outside linebacker, and I thought that was going to be a big hole coming into the season, but honestly, we have bigger issues, uh, personally. Most and then, definitely. Dearness Johnson, uh, Browns, uh, <sighs> That's someone I could see the Rams possibly trading Acres straight up for Dearness Johnson. I think he's better than Malcolm Brown. So, so I just saw on Twitter someone was posting about Melvin Gordon. Uh, I I don't want Melvin Gordon and his butterfingers anywhere near this offense. We already have enough fumble problems. <laughs> I don't need another running back that is fumble prone. Yeah. He had three fumbles in one game. No. Just no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's... with that craziness, I think we should probably try to wrap things up. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. No more Butterfingers. So hopefully <laughs> we can improve on that. So, so yeah, so we're entering the bye week. So next week we will be doing mostly probably a preview of the San Francisco 49ers game. Uh, which is scheduled for week eight on October 30th. Uh, so we'll be previewing that. Uh, we'll be breaking down any news that comes between uh, then or now and then. Um, hopefully we'll get some more insight on what's Block happening. Buster. With... Blockbuster. Blockbuster, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see what trades happen, what players we may gain, what players we may lose. Um but yeah, this is this has been an awesome, uh, an awesome episode. Uh, really appreciate everyone who's been uh, supporting the podcast. Um, our numbers that we were looking at just before this pod are crazy good. Um, so we're just thankful for everyone who's just taking the time to to listen, like, and uh, share this podcast with others. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep saying this: we're we're a podcast of the fans for the fans. Um, so we won't be talking about anybody else, but the Rams. So, um, if you want to give us feedback, you can always send them to feedback at eastcoastrams.com. Uh, you can DM us or comment on any of our Twitter posts. Uh, you can also, uh, which is at, at East coast Rams, uh, our personal Twitter accounts. Mine is at Zach Mayer and Ashton's is at Rams fan Ashton one. And yeah, I, 
you know, Rams, vic- Rams victory today. We're recording on victory Monday. So uh, yeah, let's go celebrate and get to the bye week, get healthy, get rejuvenated, not just for the Rams team, for ourselves as well. And yeah, let's, let's enjoy this week. All right. It's no more depression. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Ramley horns up. Rams house. Rams house.